Aloha and welcome to Lillian's Vegan World. I'm your host, Lillian Kumik with ThinkTech Hawaii. Today's show is 30, da 30 Days Dairy-Free Challenge, Breaking Bad Eating Habits in 30 Days. My awesome guest is a fellow Aussie, Debbie Motley from Las Vegas. Welcome to the show, Debbie. Hi, Lillian. Great to be with you. <laughs> Debbie is a school teacher and business owner. And recently you've moved from Australia to the US, is that correct? I came in December with 35 people on a jumbo jet to um, Los Angeles because Australia was in lockdown. Nobody was allowed to leave the country, but mm -hmm. I was getting out. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what they say, where there's a will, there is a way. <laughs> exactly, that's right. And I had a will. Yeah, there's a really nice guy waiting for me in America. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we will get into how and why you did find your way to the States. But first of all, Deb, you are on a 30-day, you've just started a 30-day dairy-free challenge. First question, are you vegan? No, no, not at all. Do you eat dairy? Do you consume dairy? Yes, regularly? yes. yeah. I love cheese. I love milk in my coffee or my decaf coffee. Yes, and ice cream's been a little bit of a treat at the moment. Mm -hmm. So that so, was a good idea to go on the mm -hmm. on the challenge. Mm -hmm. What what's the reason for you doing this thirty day challenge? Meaning you have to really stop consuming any dairy whatsoever, including milk, ice cream, yogurt, butter, um, sour cream, all the things that really make up a very you know sort of the American diet. And the bigger, the biggest, I think, challenge for everyone is ditching the cheese. So why is it that you decided to do this 30-day dairy-free challenge? I've been on a health kick now for the last um, a couple of years, but my weight has yo-yoed up and down. And um, in May last year, I decided that I really needed to look at where I was going with my diet. And... Um, this came along after I'd been juicing and eliminating other things out of my uh, diet. And I thought, well, I'll give this a try and see if I have more energy, see if I um, look better, see if, you know, the skin improves. Um, and just, you know, caring about my health, caring about, you know, I'm getting older and I need to enjoy my life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. so you're on day four of the dairy-free, 30-day dairy-free challenge. How are you feeling today? Oh, great. Yes, really good. Um, I've changed my milk is to oat milk or almond milk. Um, I'm not missing the cheese at all. I just have avocado on toast without the cheese and it's fine. And the ice cream can sit in the freezer. <laughs> well, the good news is there is a vegan substitute for anything that you crave these days, whether it's ice cream. Just go, go to your local supermarket. I'm sure you're going to find a, a, a huge array of plant-based ice cream, anything from oat-based to cashew-based, almond-based, coconut-based. Um, the same goes for plant-based milk. So really, there is a substitute, substitute for anything. Um, the only thing is whether you are going to have an open mind and be willing to change your eating habits. So our relationship with food is actually a reflection of our relationship with life. Absolutely. Yes, no surprise there. Many of us struggle with, you know, weight loss, body images, poor eating habits that affect our health. Um, the good news is eating habits can be broken <laughs> and newer ones can be made. 
that is the, the the bottom line. You have all the power in your body, in your in your will, in you know everything that you stand for. Whether you want to take control of your health or not, all of that is possible if you just give it a go. So. I am going to go through ways we can break eating habits. And I do want to talk today about the four eating habits that pretty much make up how us as humans um, do, do follow, do look at food. So the first eating, uh, there are four. So the first one is fuel, fuel eating. Fuel eating is something that is mindful you are aware of the food you're putting into your body. It's clean eating, whole foods, um, plant-based if possible, at least primarily plant-based. So fuel eating is something I, I do recommend you consider trying to do 80% of when it comes to the way that you eat. So the second eating pattern is fog. So fog is eating without awareness. Thank you. Mm. That's like, you know, how people sit down to watch a TV show or something on, on, you know, on the, on the news or I mean something on TV, a movie. The first thing we do is get snacks. Mm -hmm. But when you think about it, you're so engaged in what you're watching, you really don't need to be doing that mindless eating. And that can get you into trouble because more than often it is not food that is going to, you know, be, be beneficial in regards to your health. So fog eating, something you really don't want to do any more than, you know, five to 10% of um, on a daily basis. The other one is fun eating. So fun eating obviously is exactly what it, um, what it symbolizes fun, junk food, all that comfort food that we all mm. get used to and we all love. And that it, the fun eating is going to be the hardest to let go of, in my opinion, because it's food that you just you know you're going to enjoy it's going to make you feel better for a short for a short period of time but then more than often after fun eating some people tend to feel guilty and start feeling bad about having scoffed down that pint of ice cream <laughs> so fun eating definitely again five to ten percent only of um, oh, the type of eating pattern that you you follow and then the last one would be storm eating so this is out of control binge yeah. eating I think as women, <laughs> we can all attest to having um, our little binge eating uh, when we're feeling bad and down if we're, you know, having trouble in a relationship or something, we can turn to food and that box of chocolates is going to disappear very, very quickly if you're in the, the moment of binge eating. So they're basically the four eating patterns I think people need to work on. And if you do want to change the way you eat, consider doing the fuel eating and be mindful of what you're eating. 80% of the food that you're mm -hmm. eating should be fuel eating. So Debbie, what, what has been your experience with food growing up in a place mm -hmm. like Australia? And then what is the difference with your relationship with food since moving to the US? Okay, so I think Australia and America have similar ideas on food. It's huge quantities. It's um, Australia especially is big steaks, big red meat eaters, big alcohol consumption, you know, lots of alcohol at um, functions, snacky foods, lots of potatoes, either as chips or as mashed potato, fewer vegetables um, and lots of snack eating and lots of processed food. 
Mm. So um, growing up, I was probably 135 pounds, you know, in high school. And then once I started to have children, once I went to university, actually, and started eating all the snack foods while I was doing assignments, that was my big downfall. Mm -hmm. um, put on a lot of weight then, just mindless eating, just having, I need to get this assignment finished. I just need some fuel. I need some sugar yeah, yeah. just mm -hmm. to get through the task. So if we go back to the four primary types of eating patterns, you were probably concentrating more on the fog eating, the mindless eating, which is yeah another eating pattern that's that's going to be hard to break. So it does take some um, awareness of when you are eating and what you're putting on your plate. Debbie, let's have a look at the first slide of when you were at, I guess, one of your large, your your most yes. weight. How much did you weigh in this photo approximately? Approximately 200 pounds. Okay. My gosh. Uh, it was five years ago. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it is a lot now. Can I ask about what you weigh now? You, if you oh, feel 100, comfortable with 135 pounds. That's amazing. It is great. <laughs> you must feel, how do you feel after jumping oh, off so much weight? I am fitter now than when I was 19. That's right. I'm fitter than I've ever been in my life. Isn't it's that incredible? Amazing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I see you have a very active lifestyle now with your partner, Juan. Um, let's take a look at a photo of you. Yes, tell us about this and, and where you where you were. Okay, that was the 29th of June this year. That is Angel's Landing at Zion National Park. Now, if anyone's familiar with Zion, um, that is a really steep climb up to um, 21 switchbacks. You get to a landing spot, Scott's Landing, and then it is chains all the way to the top. Um, it's dangerous it's exhilarating it's amazing and yeah it was easy stop it I shouldn't say that but yeah yeah compared to what I was like before that was a great climb yeah isn't, and, isn't that incredible yeah because I guess when you you know looking back at the photo of when you were a lot heavier could you ever imagine that you'd be doing something like that no, Yet here no. you are living life to the fullest exactly I was the one that was sitting in the car reading a book letting everybody else have fun yeah mm -hmm. I, I won't show anybody my body I won't show anybody that I can't get there even though I was a full-time school teacher mm -hmm. uh, I would work flat out with my class but sit down in the staff room and grab something to, snacky to eat mm -hmm. yeah, so yeah. lots of bad habits were there mm -hmm. well in a sense now you're leading by example because people are looking at you are interested to know how you did it um, actually, Debbie, we have a question from one of our viewers, and the question was, what do I have to do in order to change my eating pattern from one to another? Is it hard? Mm -hmm. In your experience, when you how, how did you change your eating patterns? What did you start eliminating and start adding to your daily diet? Um, originally, my daughter got married in March 2019, so I started going to the gym started changing my habits I need to go back my husband died in his sleep in 2017 so that was a huge wake-up call for me after a 30-year marriage that I now could choose how I wanted to live my life so I got down to probably 160 pounds for the wedding in um, March 2019 
by exercising, by watching what I was eating. Then in May 2020, I met a guy on an online Zoom course that I was doing because COVID, everyone was in lockdown. And he had different ways of um, thinking about food. And I must admit, I fell in love and lost 15 pounds in three weeks. Um, so but life was suddenly exciting again. And the emotional eating and the drinking alcohol, um, I could control then because I had a goal. I had, he, he didn't weigh as much as I did. So I wasn't going to let him see me heavy. So <laughs> that was a good incentive to keep losing weight. Um, so he introduced me to juicing. So I went to juicing celery juice for breakfast and then juicing vegetables for lunch and then having a small meal before six o'clock at night and not snacking. That was the main changes that were made. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's uh, that's so inspirational. I mean, and and doable. Yes, I can imagine it is challenging, but so is everything else in life. I mean, you have to accept that in order for change to happen in your in your lifestyle, you have to take responsibility and show up the way you know you have to. No excuses. You know, d- depending on which studies you look at. A lot of a lot of doctors are coming out and saying, "Stop the excuses with the gene thing." Oh yes, you know it's it's in my genes. I, I have this because my mother had this, my dad had this. Um, really, lifestyle is going to be the biggest um, impact that that it, that your health will you know gain from your lifestyle changes and of course what you are putting into your body. So, um, really. Just go for it. If you're looking to to change to lose weight, if you're looking to change your eating patterns, and another thing that everyone needs to think about is starting your kids on healthy eating patterns. Because one of the other questions I'm going to get to after the break is about how you know what what importance did our parents have mm-hmm. on our diets? And I think the clear answer is an incredible influence. Um, because they taught you from a young age what you should be eating and that's all that you knew and that's what you grow up grew up with and therefore you have all of these comfort foods that uh, you know back in the day 30 40 50 60 years ago people thought were healthy for you but now we know that most of the food that we have been eating in fact is not that good for us after all so more on uh, more on how we can regain regain our health, change our eating habits after this short break. Please stay tuned, and we'll see you in one minute. Aloha, I'm Kili'i Akina, the host of Hawaii Together on the ThinkTech Hawaii Broadcast Network. Hawaii Together deals with the problems we face in paradise and looks for solutions, whether it's with the economy, the government, or society. We're streamed live on ThinkTech bi-weekly at 2 p.m. on Mondays. I want to thank you so much for watching. We look forward to seeing you. Again, I'm Kili'i Akina. Aloha. Welcome back to Lillian's Vegan World. I'm your host, Lillian Kumig. 
I'm a vegan chef, cooking instructor and cookbook author of the newly released Hawaii, A Vegan Paradise. Uh, my book is available in stores all around Hawaii. You can also order a copy on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, free shipping for members. And it's a fabulous book with over 120 plant-based recipes inspired by the islands. So definitely do check it out. Um, I, I recently had the honour, absolute honour of uh, dining with, actually cooking for one of my huge fans, Chef Alan Wong. He is one of the best chefs in the world and happened to end up at my dining table recently. <laughs> so um, Sam Choi, another, another chef in Hawaii, was recently dining um, at one of my seven-course plant-based uh, dinners. So it just goes to show plant-based food is not what it used to be. It's not yeah. like a bowl of alfalfa sprouts and lettuce. <laughs> There's so much going on with plant-based food now. So I hope that you do, you know, look into it, delve into, you know, ways you can make your your diet a little bit cleaner and plant-based is definitely the way to go. I would like to welcome back my guest, Debbie Motley from Las Vegas, originally from <laughs> Australia. Heard the accent. <laughs> yes, I think everybody noticed the accent. You are actually my first Aussie guest. Oh dear, I'm back to your Aussie roots, Lillian. I know, it's <laughs> such a pleasure to have you on, Debbie. You are such an inspiration. Um, your journey, how you lost all that weight, the the, your newfound love, um, how you're embracing life, working on self-development. All of this mm -hmm. growth is just so beautiful. And I think anyone who listens to your story will be inspired. So I do want to ask you, Deb, uh, the goals in regards to your overall health and well-being, when you start setting goals, you know, before you start a diet, mm -hmm. let's say with the 30-day dairy-free challenge, can you give the viewers an idea of how you set your goals in regards to your health or weight, the weight loss that you want to achieve? Um, I'm very strategic um, and I don't set goals that are unattainable. So when I arrived in America, I was probably 180 pounds, um, you know, uh, probably 160 pounds, my apologies. And I wanted to get down further. I wanted to be fitter. So I started walking daily and started off with a short goal of, of 30 minutes a day. Yeah, now I walk for an hour every day for four miles. Um, and then I had a weight loss goal of a pound a week. Yeah, that's, that's achievable by anybody. Okay. Um, and just eliminating things that don't support my health. So I tried to have a good relationship with tequila in America and found that I don't have a good relationship with it. And now I can't drink any alcohol at all. I find it doesn't agree with me anymore. Yeah, because I have gone to basically plant-based um, with small servings of meat and, and mainly fish um, that my body just doesn't like having lots of sugar put in it anymore. So once we go to juicing, we have a recipe of 12 vegetables that we put in a, in a juice machine and we drink that for either lunch or dinner, depending on how our lifestyle is. And then we'll have a salad for, you know, for the other meal. And breakfast is fruit. By the time you eat all that um, and take the actual processed sugar out of your diet, you are not hungry. You don't need to eat anything. And if I feel like I'm hungry and 
it's not when it's time to eat, then I will drink water. Because usually it's your brain telling you that it needs water, it needs hydration. You're not actually hungry. If you stop and look at how much fuel you do need in your body, it is not that much fuel. I have a Japanese daughter-in-law and the, the small meals that she always eat you know, used to astound me when I lived in Australia. But now I understand why you know, those small meals fill you up. Mm-hmm. I, I talk all the time on the show about how I personally, personally think and believe people eat way too much. It's like, it's like an automatic reaction whenever you, you know, that's why emotional eating is, is a dangerous thing. Whether you're emotional because you're stressed out, what do you do? A lot of people grab that, you know, candy bar or that chocolate or something. Um, when you, you're having trouble in your relationship, straight to the alcohol. You know, when you're drinking alcohol, you do actually rev up an appetite. In my case, I do. When I start drinking, I know that I need to have something um, to eat with it. And again, that's just an eating habit I mm-hmm. have created. No one told you, told me that I need to have, you know, crackers and processed <laughs> crackers and vegan cheese and, you know, um, salted, salted nuts and, and chips and dips and stuff. It's all just everything that, you know, you put on your plate, you have created that, which means you can also create a different looking plate with all the colours of the rainbow whole foods, you know, concentrating on food that is going to fuel your body, make you feel better. And especially I, I always like to tell people about doing it now. Everything you, everything that mm. is going to happen in your future, you're creating it now, not only with food in life, you know, with life in general. We are taught that in self-development classes to think is to create and what you mm-hmm. create, create now really is going to make the difference for you and your body in the future so take care of your body that's all i can say and again it's not only food so thank you for pointing that out debbie because Mm -hmm. it's also about um overall well-being you know emotionally emotionally you know other think about all the aspects in your life that make up your whole being and try to get all of the aspects in balance Working on food is a great start, but know that it relates to your emotions. So whenever you're feeling bad, don't immediately reach for food. You're just giving yourself, you know, the you're giving yourself permission to eat more. And more often it's mindless eating because when you're feeling very, very emotional, um, you should just step away, walk away. Otherwise, you're gonna you're gonna end up overeating. Debbie, I do want to talk about um a really great website that I love. It's WebMD and they have amazing, they have really great information about health. Um, and WebMD talks about the choices and lifestyles and how that is really what makes a difference in food. So I did find this little um, this little snippet that I'd like to tell you about that I found from WebMD. Type 2 diabetes is partly about gene, is partly about genes, but more to do with lifestyle, exercise, weight loss, um, and, and all of those things, a healthy diet will improve your blood pressure and lower cholesterol levels. It's not only about the genes. Mm. So no excuses. It's about the lifestyle. Um, even if a condition like heart disease runs in your family, you can break that pattern mm-hmm. by developing better eating habits and you know, exercising more, 
maintaining a healthy weight, um, et cetera, et cetera. So definitely don't blame the uh, health issues you have too much on your genes because you're just letting yourself get away with, you know, mm -hmm. continuing on an unhealthy path. So do keep that in mind. So I have another question, Debbie, from our viewer. What is the best eating pattern and in regards to health? What is the best eating pattern health-wise? How would you answer that? Okay, I found that mindless eating after dinner at night was the biggest cause of my weight gain. So I've now gone to a fasting program so I don't eat before eight o'clock in the morning and, and sometimes on the weekend, not until 11 o'clock in the morning. You know, the body doesn't need it when you first wake up. And that's another one of the fallacies that we were given as children, that you had to have three meals a day and you had to have morning tea and you had to have afternoon tea and you had to have supper uh, as well. So that's six meals a day you had to have often we will eat at 11 o'clock in the morning, a big bowl of fruit, and then we will have a big meal at, say, three or four o'clock in the afternoon, and we're done. That's it. But um, our goal is not to eat after six o'clock at night because you don't need food late at night. You know, I don't need it for digesting. I don't sleep well if I've got a heavy belly of food. Um, and water, you know, just not drinking any sugary drinks. You know, all the, the Cokes and the sodas and that are just not needed. There are just um, a sugar fix that makes you thirsty. So just drinking water. Yeah. I'm um, sorry. I apologize. My decaf coffee I do have in the morning. <laughs> but it's decaf. Yeah. I've gone off the caffeine. So it's, it's a decaf coffee that we have. Yeah. But that's it. So you, may, that's you may have gone off the caffeine, but you're definitely not lacking in energy because judging from what you're eating, all that juicing, all the, the plant-based um, food that you're incorporating into your diet, I, I, can, I can see how energetic you are because I did spend one <laughs> week with you recently. And the unfortunate thing about the week that we spent together was that the, the food that um, we were served was probably not the best food. And I have to be honest, um, I think when you're a caterer and you're catering for, you know, 50, 60 people, it doesn't really matter. But I, I, I urge caterers, chefs, cooks to take into, into consideration the plant-based people that are attending whatever function it is that you're cooking for. Because one of the days, my lunch was a peanut butter and jelly sandwich on white bread. And I was absolutely not impressed. That was the fourth day. I was tired. I was hungry. I was missing my veggies. Um, and I had a chat to the, to the chef, actually. And I spoke to him very kindly and just asked if he could, you know, serve some more whole, food, uh, whole foods like fresh vegetables, tofu. So the next day I noticed he had made a tofu stir, stir fry with lots of veggies in it and uh, rice, although not brown rice, but still a good start. So that disappeared very quickly. Um, yeah, I think there's the biggest challenge when you're eating healthy and very clean is when you're forced to eat out. Well, not forced to eat out, when you decide or have to eat out or when you're traveling, when you're outside of your comfort zone where you know you can control your eating habits, this is going to be the biggest challenge by far. So something to work 
work on and think about. And even when you go to restaurants, I always tell tell people on my social media, I go to non-vegan restaurants on purpose, not because I, I've forgotten about the vegan establishments, not, not at all. I do that because I want to educate the chefs that are going to cook for me that I'm not going to order anything on the menu um, that's on the menu. I ask for, for dishes that are not on the menu because I want them to start thinking outside of the box because, you know, the, the amount of people that are going plant-based, it just increases year by year. There's got to be, you know, some kind of um, education in, in the restaurant system as well, food and beverage system, whereby people like you and I can still dine out and enjoy good, healthy food. So if anyone in that business is watching, please um, start educating your, your cooks and your chefs about how they can serve more healthy dishes. So what are, um, before we start wrapping things up, Debbie, I do want to ask about how you stay healthy with uh, in, in the mind sense. What are you doing for self-development growth in that area? Well, um, at the conference that we were at, um, at the previous conference, we talked about the mind square. And this, that talks about your spirituality, your emotions, your mental and your physical. So setting goals in all those areas so you have a balanced life. Um, so, yes, I walk every day. I have an exercise regime. I was almost osteoporosis because of um, uh, medication that I was on. And um, I have to watch what I'm, I'm doing and I want to stay fit and healthy. So I do my walking for an hour a day um, and I race around and I do what I want to do. Um, so spirituality, I'm always um, doing my courses and looking at, you know, the universe has my back. You know, we, we are here for a reason. We need to find our purpose in life. Uh, mental, I just read nonstop. I'm a teacher. I'm an educator. Um, and even though I'm semi-retired at the moment, um, my family come home and look at my table that is just covered in books because, you know, we're always improving ourselves and finding something that we don't know. And then um, the emotional, well, that's, you know, developing love for people, you know. People, my friends in Australia were panicking with me being in America and walking the streets of Vegas every day. And I said, I have my friends that I meet and we talk and we say hello every morning and everybody is so polite and so kind um, that I have met in America. I am just blown away by the generosity. Absolutely, yes, I could... I couldn't agree more. Um, I, I'm also a new guest to this awesome country and so happy to be here. Debbie, it's been wonderful and you are such a, a gracious guest. Thank you so much for sharing your journey. I wish you all the best in the future and know that you're going to just smash it. Um, <laughs> and I look forward to many, many more healthy years with you. Nice. To everyone and the viewers watching, thank you again for joining us for another another another. Um, episode on Lillian's Vegan World. I'll see you in a couple of weeks. Stay safe, stay healthy, and eat well. Aloha.